What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about wide receiver Michael Thomas. And is Michael Thomas becoming more trouble than he's worth? We're also going to be talking about the Saints quarterback position and life after Drew Brees. But I want to thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, making the State of the Saints podcast part of your Tuesday afternoon. And I just want to say to everybody out there that uh, that loves sports, I just want to let you all know that the State of the Saints podcast, even though the Saints have been eliminated from playoff contention and the NFL is almost over, we're still going to be having shows uh, throughout the offseason. We're still going to have guests on the show. We're going to get NFL scouts uh, to help you uh, see where the Saints, uh, you know, draft position is and, and some of the need that they, they need at some of these important positions. And also the State of the Game podcast is going to be available as well. If you like all different types of sports, you want to hear uh, me talk about different teams outside of the New Orleans Saints, then the State of the Game podcast uh, will be for you. So check it out. A lot of great things uh, going on. The State of the Saints, the State of the Game TJ knows wrestling podcast. So the work still is going to go on uh, throughout the all season uh, as we uh, prepare uh, for a better season in the 2021 year. But let's go ahead and talk about Michael Thomas. Let's talk about Michael Thomas. Um, You know, Michael Thomas has been the topic of conversation among the Hudak Nation as well as uh, the national media. And uh, a lot of people thought that uh, Michael Thomas drew shade uh, a legendary quarterback Drew Brees this past Sunday watching the NFC Championship game uh, when he was uh, watching the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we all know that cornerback Carlton Davis, the cornerback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Michael Thomas, they do not like each other. Okay, uh, Carlton Davis uh, last matchup uh, got the best of Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, was held to zero catches, zero yards in the game. You know, we in the Who That Nation, we understand what was going on with Michael Thomas. We knew that Michael Thomas uh, needed surgery. We At the time, we knew he was hurt. But Michael Thomas, uh, watching the game, uh, was trolling Carlton Davis throughout every time he would get beat by Devontae Adams or another Green Bay Packer wide receiver. And he was also talking about some of the coverage that they were actually playing. And the comment actually seemed like he was taking a shot at Drew Brees because he mentioned – uh, the lack of explosive plays down the field. Uh, he says something on the borderlines of anybody can play a certain coverage, you know, close to the sticks if he, he knows that the quarterback is not going to throw the ball over their heads. So a lot of people felt there was, uh, you know, a shot at Drew Brees and his lack of arm strength. There has been the topic of conversation uh, among who that nation members and the national media once again. But look, I was going to go in and chime in on social media uh, about my feelings about this because some of you are taking Michael Thomas comments way too far. Okay. I'm seeing people saying all type of stupid stuff. And I'm just being honest. Like people know I don't talk like this, but it's absolutely asinine and stupid that anybody would even consider trading or getting rid of Michael Thomas for what he said about Drew Brees. Okay, what he said about Drew Brees, that would be absolutely positively ridiculous that any member of the Houdat Nation would say 
that we need to get rid of him. And that also speaks to how spoiled the who that nation is at times. How can you try to get rid of a guy who had over 149 receptions, 1,700 yards, and, you know what I'm saying, had more catches than any other wide receiver in his first five seasons? You all want to eliminate that production because you all up in your feelings because every time somebody says anything critical about Drew Brees, you're ready to shout from the mountaintops, get rid of him. Well, let's go ahead and explore what Michael Thomas said a little further, can we? Now, Michael Thomas said that anybody can guard a wide receiver if he knows for a fact that the quarterback isn't going to throw over their heads. How many times in a Who That Nation on this show, on Deuce Wenham's show, um, you know what I'm saying, on Big Q's show, on CB Who That Nation chat line show, on Who That Davis show, how many, I mean, the list goes on and on. T Bob A Bear off the bench, you know what I'm saying? How many times have we heard people having these conversations about Drew Brees' lack of arm strength and his inability to throw the ball down the field? Who in the hell do people think they are that they can't see that Drew Brees does not have the arm strength? You rather talk about it among your friends, but don't say it out loud. Does that make it any less true that Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field? Does it make it any less true? Okay, I got on a hat. All right, I got on a hat. If I don't mention that I got on a hat, does that defeat the fact that I have on a hat? No, you know what I'm saying? I'm black. You know what I'm saying? If I don't acknowledge the fact that I'm black, does that mean that I'm not black? No. Drew Brees throwing the ball down the field it has been very, very sporadic. And we know this. But we're whining and boohooing. They <laughs> talk about my quarterback, Drew Brees. <laughs> Every single time. But yet you're talking about Drew Brees. And you're talking about his lack of arm strength. And a new flash to everybody out there, the season is over, okay? The season is over. So all bets are off, okay? You're hearing about guys being injured throughout the season, playing very limited throughout the season. Everybody tells what's going on with themselves or others at the end of the season. It happens, man. How many times have we heard about different uh, players? Last year, for example. Alvin Kamara told everybody that he was playing at 71%. And yet, here come people. Man, I don't believe what he's saying. I don't believe what he's saying. We need to trade Alvin Kamara, man. I don't know. He took a step back. Sounding stupid. Now this man around here, borderline offensive player of the year. How many times do we have to go through this? How many times do I have to keep telling some of you members of the Who That Nation to get out your damn feelings? This is about production. This is about who can take your team to the next level. And excuse me, and excuse Michael Thomas for stating the obvious, but Drew Brees can, can't get the ball down the field at a consistent rate anymore. So just because you don't want to say it out loud, and you don't want people to say it outside of your house does not mean that it ain't true. Michael Thomas spoke facts. It's a fact. It's proven. Michael Thomas has said it. National media has said it. Local media has said it. 
I have had several guests here on the State of the Saints podcast, and everybody says the same thing. And even if you ask Drew Brees himself, if he was being real, he would tell you the same thing. So for all those people out there that are talking about trading Michael Thomas, please take your GM, armchair GM hat off, sit your ass down, and appreciate the greatness that is Michael Thomas. And for all those idiots out there that are saying, man, well, anybody can do what Michael Thomas is doing in a Sean Payton system. Well, afford me this. Why is it that it took so long for us to find a wide receiver that give you this type of production? Why is it that Marcus Colston, as great as he was, wasn't giving you this type of production? Somebody please explain to me. Why wasn't Robert Meacham giving you that type of production? Why wasn't Devery Henderson giving you that type of production? Why wasn't Joseph Morgan giving you this type of production? Or Willie Sneed or Brandon Cooks. Why is it that all those other guys couldn't do what Michael Thomas is doing at an alarming rate? Do you not understand that this man is catching almost 80% of his catches? Do you not understand that this guy broke a, a reception record that was held by Marvin Harrison for 17 freaking years? Do you understand that this guy led the league in receiving yards when he was healthy? Do you understand that this guy was offensive player of the year at the wide receiver position, a dependable position? Do you not understand that this guy went into games, game in, game out, the defense of the other team knew exactly what the Saints wanted to do, and they could not stop it. And yet y'all sitting up here like some idiots, like some fools. Man, we need to get rid of Michael Thomas, man. Man, he, he a distraction. Man, look, there's this old saying, and I'm pretty sure if you watch Undisputed, you heard Shannon Sharp said on several occasions. Yep, they'll tolerate you until they can replace you. And this type of production that Michael Thomas is giving up, it is hard to replace. So I know some of you fans are probably not old enough to appreciate the bad old days. And the only thing that y'all remember is a whole bunch of winning. But as for me, I can remember the bad times when the Saints couldn't catch a cold and 40 below zero. I can remember when the Saints, they couldn't pass a car in traffic. You know what I'm saying? I remember those days. I remember when the Saints couldn't stop a nosebleed. And the offense was just an absolute embarrassment. So some of you, all you know is production. So all you think is, well, they need to get rid of this person. They need to get rid of this person. Man, y'all sound stupid. And y'all know I don't y'all know I don't say stuff like this all the time on State of the Saints podcast, but I call a spade a spade. Anybody that's out here talking about Michael Thomas needs to be removed for his truth telling about Drew Brees. All I gotta say to you is. Remove your armchair quarterback hat and please, please, please stop seeing a world with rose colored glasses. It is so obvious that Drew Brees' arm strength is lacking and he could not throw the ball down the field. How many quarterbacks got to come into the game to throw the ball deep for y'all to understand that he can't do it consistently? I love Drew Brees, but a fact is a fact. And I don't care who I hurt by saying this, it's the truth. It is the truth. Let's go ahead and look at some of these comments. Lasso says, and broke the wide receiver record in history. That's right. Dill Pickle says, Drew Brees needs to retire. 
I said that before, and I think Drew knows it himself. I just feel like Drew is just trying to do the right thing. He's trying to give the NFL their, you know what I'm saying, their time, you know, getting ready for the Super Bowl. He doesn't want that to be a distraction. Class act move by Drew Brees. But like I said, I stand by what I said. Even if Drew Brees said, I want to come back one more year, run it back. Yeah, let him run it back somewhere else. You know, I mean, it's time to move on. Jared Williams says, I can't wait for Tom Brady to lose the Super Bowl. Well, look, Tom Brady making it to the Super Bowl was just incredible, man. And it also just ticks you off as a Saints fan that the Saints uh, have been trying for the last four years to make it to the Super Bowl. Here, uh, Tom Brady, 43 years old, coming to the division one year and go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just absolutely um, downright, you know, pathetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just it just ticks me off. Let me change the logo. I forgot. I forgot to change the logo here. But anyway, um, let's move on. Miles says, I just got my T jersey on Christmas. We better not trade them. If they trade them, they dumb. And then also, man, look, I need people to understand what they're saying, too, because you sound even more dumb that you don't realize if the Saints were to trade Michael Thomas, that it would cost them about $20 million against the cap. So, you might want to stop saying that because you're really telling everybody that you don't know a damn thing was going on. You know what I'm saying? At least when you give a take, at least do some research on it. I know some people have hot takes, but some of the hot takes, man, you got to make sure that you actually do some research to figure this out because you sound crazy. We need to get rid of Michael Thomas, but we need what we going to do about the cap. How you, I mean, come on, man. Like, how, how the hell you going to talk about the salary cap and then talk about trading Michael Thomas? Like, come on, man. That, that, come on. Step your game up. Michael Thomas, when healthy, is the best receiver in the entire league in the story. Absolutely. The numbers reflected. The yards reflected. I, I don't care. I don't care what y'all talking about. I mean, he was telling the truth. And as far as old boy talking, if Mike was healthy, he would have balled out of his ass. That's true. Nobody worry about no Carlton Davis. You know, Carter Davis, like, like, this dude is, like, one of the most overrated cornerbacks in football. Like, I mean, he do a good job for the most part, but this dude ain't no lockdown, shutdown corner. This dude gets smoked at least about three or four times a game. And anybody that's, that's a relatively elite wide receiver, you know what I'm saying, can, can beat this dude. This man got beat on one-on-one covered by Devontae Adams. He had to basically grab onto Adams in order for him to stop from catching the ball, and the guy still caught it. Carlton Davis, I mean, he all right, but. I don't know. He ain't he ain't he ain't thorough, man. He ain't built like that. Uh he also caught passes from other quarterbacks that wasn't named Drew Brees. Exactly. People forget about uh the year where he uh caught 149 balls, that he caught passes from Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater for five games. And for all those people are saying, well, it's all about Drew Brees, it's about Drew Brees. Well, if you look at Teddy Bridgewater over the past five games and Drew Brees over five games span you would have saw that his numbers were virtually identical. And in, in some even stati- in other statistical categories, he was actually better when Teddy Bridgewater was at quarterback. So for anybody that's saying, okay, he's just a system guy, you might want to take a look at stuff like that. Once again, look, I don't mind people having hot takes, but some of the stuff that y'all say just don't make sense. Don't make sense in the grand scheme of things if you look at it. Mike T has a right to speak his mind, just like all of us. Just like all of us, we all have a right to speak our mind. You know, Super Bowl appearance, Bucks two, Aints one. Well, y'all still got to win. 
The Falcons got two Super Bowl appearances. Lost. Carolina got two Super Bowl appearances. Lost. So, look, man. Look, I'm I'm not mad at Tampa. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the silver lining in this. Tampa, as an African-American man, they got a, a relatively all-black uh, coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So a part of me, you know what I'm saying, want to see those guys succeed. Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, you know what I'm saying, special teams coach. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So from from looking at that, you know what I'm saying, it, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. But at the same time, like, like I don't know, man. Look, I, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, look, y'all got to win it. Y'all got to win it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you know the thing about Tampa – you know, they want to sit up here and talk noise and, and act like they knew what was going to happen the whole entire time. Man, look, anything outside of the wild card round, if y'all would have lost in the division, the NFC championship game, anything else after the wild card round is pretty much, you know what I'm saying, like just extra credit. Like, y'all know y'all, y'all know damn well y'all weren't going to no Super Bowl. Like, if you would have asked, y'all, y'all would have thought that y'all was better, but y'all didn't think that y'all was going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, stop playing with yourself. Stop joking. When y'all was getting y'all ass beat by some of the best teams in the National Football League, y'all didn't have in the back of y'all mind that y'all was going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, let's just be serious about this. Y'all, look, I'm happy for y'all at the same time. I mean, y'all haven't been to the playoffs outside of this, you know what I'm saying, since I was in college, you know what I'm saying, with a meal plan. So I can appreciate the fact that y'all happy. But don't come up here acting like just because y'all got one year of success means that that negates that y'all been sucking for the last 13 years. Like, seriously, man, the Philadelphia Eagles went to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? And and ain't ain't really did nothing since. The Falcons then went to the Super Bowl and ain't did nothing since. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all made it. We, You know what I'm saying? I understand that y'all happy, but don't make it seem like y'all just leaps and bounds better than the Saints because y'all beat the Saints one time. Don't forget, you know what I'm saying? We still won the division, and – if, you know what I'm saying, if probably Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, when dealing with some of the issues they was dealing with, y'all would have got y'all ass beat again. So appreciate the fact that y'all caught the Saints at the best time that y'all can catch them because nine times out of ten, y'all would have got y'all ass beat if Drew Brees would have been close to 100%, and then Michael Thomas would have been close to 100%. There's no way in the world y'all would have been nowhere near a, a Super Bowl because everybody knows if we played y'all ten times, we would have beat y'all seven, at least, or even eight. So enjoy your time, but don't come up in here acting like y'all knew it all along. Y'all overachievers. Anything outside of the wild card round, y'all overachieve, and you know it. You know it. Uh, I hope we trade Pete. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be bad. B.A. even said it. Yep, absolutely. Torn rotator cuff is damn near impossible to play through. And if he did the same, uh, and Sean let him play, that's a damn shame he did the team like that. Well, look, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a competitor. He going to fight. He's gritty. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He going to do whatever he has to do in order to get himself on the field. But at the same time, you know, I, I do understand where people are coming from. Yeah, I, I feel like this. I feel like Drew Brees is a warrior. But I'll be lying to you if I say that in some cases, Drew Brees don't think about himself. I mean, they're football players. They're all, they all have egos. I don't care what anybody says. Drew Brees came back for that Kansas City Chiefs game because he realized that he was going to retire, and he know that's probably going to be the last time he get an opportunity to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. I think that was on the mind of Drew Brees, going up against Patrick Mahomes, 
the young dog versus, you know what I'm saying, the old guard. And he he wanted to go out there and go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. That was something that he felt that was on his bucket list. It wasn't in the best interest of the New Orleans Saints, not, not at that particular time. Now, Drew Brees being on the field is in the best interest because he gives you the highest probability to win. But if, if you was to ask Drew Brees, if you was to put him on a polygraph test and you was to ask him, did you come back because you felt like your team needed you or you wanted to come back because you felt that you wanted to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes? I guarantee you it, that polygraph test would jump if he said I wanted to come back for my team would be the first priority. It probably was the second priority, but it wasn't the first. It wasn't. That was his opportunity for the very last time because he knew that was the last chance he got to – that was the last chance that he got to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes because, you know, the Saints won't play them. You know what I'm saying? They won't play them for another four years. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the lowest win-loss percentage, 0.393 in the NFL regular season. Ed Josh Wood, I guess Bucks podcast must be boring. Uh, Xavier says, uh, laughing, you're using your mama money, Josh. <laughs> uh, Kim says, Brian Davis, uh, hum, and got a little help with the flag that haven't been thrown all game. Look, man, uh, like I said, man, they in the Super Bowl, but like I said, you know, that just that just pathetic. You know, that's like that's like to me, right? That's like um that's like somebody if you're playing basketball, right? It's like you playing basketball with your little brother, right? And y'all, y'all doing like the best of five, right? And then um you beating them the whole entire time, like you know what I'm saying? You swishing shots, and all of a sudden you just get cold, right? You go cold, and then all of a sudden, like your little brother just just hit a hook shot, you know what I'm saying? Put it over his head and it falls into the rim. And he like, oh yeah, I won, I won. And he'd be like, run it back, run it back again. Oh no, nah, man, I don't want to run it back no more. I won, I won. That's that's basically what this is. You know what I'm saying? The Saints was busting their tail the entire time. And like I said, they caught them at the right time. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like they did what they needed to do to win. I'm not gonna take it away from them. But for them to say that, oh, you know what I'm saying, like we we better than y'all. No, y'all are not. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this, this is the thing. This is the this is the the greatness of the NBA, right? You know definitively that a team is better than another team because there's a seven game series, right? If that was a seven game series in football, the Saints would whoop y'all ass. You know what I'm saying? Like the Saints will win the series. That's just what it is. It's one and done. How many times have we seen in the NCAA tournament we seen a team knock off one of the top teams in the country? Does that mean that George Mason, I, I take them because, you know what I'm saying, they had a magical run back in the day. Does that mean that George Mason was better than Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State? No, it does not. That just means they were better than them on that day. You know what I'm saying? They made the plays, more plays than that particular team. But if they was to play that game more than once, it probably would they probably would lose four, you know what I'm saying, four times, win once, you know what I'm saying, and, and probably win once. It will be a game five. That you know what I'm saying? Like, look, they're in the Super Bowl, but they not better than the Saints. They not. They're not better than the Saints. They beat the Saints, you know what I'm saying, when it mattered, right? You know what I'm saying? But I, they not better than the Saints. And I, I don't even feel like that's me being having sour grapes. You know what I'm saying? It just it just true. Sometimes you catch teams at bad times, or you catch a team slipping, or you make more plays than them, and you win. 
That don't mean you better than them. I stand by what I said. The Saints were, Saints were better than the Buccaneers. Phil, thank you very much for the 499. Says, okay, Josh, uh, do it without AB, TB12, Gronk, Godwin, Evans, Fournette, and Ronald. Go to the Super Bowl now without those weapons next year. Y'all can't trash. Well, like I said before, they're not better than the Saints. They won when it mattered most. You know what I'm saying? I give them that. But for them to sit up here and grandstand, for them to sit up here and grandstand and make it seem like they just, you know, like they just leaps and bounds better. Like, man, y'all just overachieved. Y'all slipped on a banana peel in this case. Big Wick, thank you very much for the $5, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Why y'all home? Because we lost to y'all. But how many times have we beat y'all in the regular season? How many times we beat y'all in the regular season? Come on, dude. Like, seriously. Like, seriously. Like, let's do it. Like, seriously, man. Like, if you believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are better than the New Orleans Saints, like, you out your damn mind. Uh, let's see. The Prince says, uh, Breezy L. Bro. I guess giving a shout out on YouTube. Y'all click on that link. Check it out. I don't know exactly what that is. Tom, uh, Tom Brady is the GOAT. We are the champions. Man, y'all acting like that's actually hurting somebody. It's not hurting me. Like, like I said, I, you know, the New Orleans Saints are better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I stand by that. You're always speaking facts, TJ, but at the end of the day, they're in the Super Bowl, homie, and I bleed black and gold. Yeah, like I said, they caught the New Orleans Saints at the, at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they did what they needed to do in order for them to Make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not taking it away from, them, but I still stand by that. It don't like why are we trying to why are we trying to pretend that you know what I'm saying like we don't see teams go up against other teams were in a do or die situation and a team that you didn't think was going to win end up winning. It happens. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm at the same time I want you know what I'm saying like they're in the Super Bowl. Happy for it. Like I said, I, I talked about Ty Bowles. I talked about Byron Leftwich. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy for that type of that dynamic. You know what I'm saying? African-American coaches, the first time, you know what I'm saying, in history, this is happening. You know what I'm saying? Like they playing in a, a home game in a stadium. That's the first time that happened. And I'm pretty sure they they excited about it. But, you know, you call it salty all you want to. You can call it salty all you want to, but it's just reality. They're not better than the Saints. Josh became a fan a few weeks ago, dude. Not a fan. Uh, chosen man, look, thank you very much for the 199. Like I said, I I, I just feel like that just, you know, if you want to spend money, and, you know what I'm saying, keep the money pouring in and donate to a Saints show, that's fine, <laughs> you know? And if you want to feel like his team is better, that's fine too. I mean, they're in the Super Bowl. I ain't going to knock that, but I stand by what I said. Uh, Saints were a quarterback away from the Super Bowl, basically. And like I said, man, they they sold they sold they sold for riches anyway, you know. And we know like this is this this is not gonna be a reoccurring thing for them. Tom Brady doesn't win a Super Bowl. People on his team win the Super Bowl. Yep. Well, I, I can't even say that, man. Tom Brady being on that Tampa Bay Bucks team helped catapult them over that hump. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna say that. You know, his presence did mean something. You know, the plays that he was able to make in certain situations, him to galvanize some of them, you know, some of them uh, 
you know, some of them games, you know what I'm saying, help his team get over that hump. I, I give him his credit for that. I just don't feel like they were better than the Saints. Uh, do you think the Saints should cut Janoris Jenkins? No, I do not. Uh, Derek says, what if Tampa lose in the Super Bowl? What are these Tampa Bay fans, Patriot fans going to say then? Well, you know, I don't know. But, I, I, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think they're going to get blown out or nothing like that. And I think it's – I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think they, they're going to be going back and forth probably late in the game. Uh, Ghostface Grilla said, TJ, I'm the GOAT. I take the Browns to the Super Bowl every day. <laughs> uh, man, Ghostface, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Kim, uh, three-time champions, uh, Weathersby, for real, for real. Nolan says, bruh. Why do Bucks fans have to invade us all the time? Just want to know. Because I'm so good at what I do. That's what it is. You know, I mean, I'm good at what I do over here. We And, and, and they enjoy the commentary here on the State of the Saints podcast. So I appreciate it. But, you know, the fact that, you know, they want to, you know, sit up here and, and throw salt in the wound because they want to make people mad, you know, this showed me, you know, how, how you know, how, how long for like seriously man you know i've been doing this show going on three years now i rarely ever see a buccaneer fan this is the first time like in a long time i've ever seen like buccaneer fans coming to the state of saints podcast consistently like and you know that that's that says something to me you know that's that's very alarming to me that teams team fans wait till their team is winning in order for them to jump and come into, you know, different, you know what I'm saying, rival teams' pages. You know, I, I mean, I don't I don't understand it. But, you know, like I said, I, I just feel – I understand they're excited about going to the Super Bowl. I really do, you know, but I don't know, man. I'm like, where's this energy over the last couple of years? Like, I, I, I only knew maybe like three Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. And I'm pretty sure they was out there, but they was quiet. And like I said, they overachieved. If you were to ask, like, honestly, if you were to ask any Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, y'all going to the Super Bowl, like, if they would have, I, I guarantee you, they would have been like, man, look, we probably going to go to the playoffs and we can build from there. I've, I've heard them say that. I've heard them say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least, you know what I'm saying? We have Super Bowl aspirations every single year, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ask us, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is our year. We confident about it. You ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans to say it with their whole chest at the beginning of the season. I guarantee you they wouldn't be able to say it at all. Blue Apples, thank you very much for the $5. Says, I will miss Drew Brees versus Matt Ryan showdowns. Too bad we didn't see that matchup. Well, you know, I could have did without that. Uh, we used to, uh, to Falcon fans, but, man, I'm not used to these books. Well, look, I, the thing about it is, man, I, I must, I don't even like, I don't even despise Bucks fans like, you know what I'm saying, like I do Falcon fans. And you know what I'm saying, like, you know, they're, they're in our division. A part of me is kind of excited for the fan base because they ain't really had nothing to cheer for. I, I'm being serious. Like, if this was the Falcons, bruh, I don't know how I'd be able to do these shows. My goodness. I, I don't know how I'd be able to do it, man. But I don't know, man. Tampa is like that little brother, you know what I'm saying, like that's been clanging and banging, you know what I'm saying, and, and got a little swole, got a little muscle or something like that, and he finally be able, if y'all doing a little tussle, 
finally be able to knock you down on the ground for the first time. That's kind of like what it is, you know. <laughs> like it's like that little brother that's you know that's trying desperately uh trying to let you know that he exists. That's that's kind of what Tampa is to me. And it's cute, you know what I'm saying? Like it's cute, right? You know, y'all got little brothers and little sisters and stuff like that. And they try to challenge you every now and then, you know what I'm saying? And they might get the best of you. Like I said, I used that analogy about that, that hook shot. And they might go crazy and stuff like that and all excited that they finally beat you outright. But it's, it's still cute because you know for a fact that you're going to eventually be smacking them around once again. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's the way I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? You're proud of them and stuff. You part of you like, okay, you know what I'm saying? All right, little man, got him. He got me. He got me. But, you know, I don't even look at, you know, I don't even look at the Bucks as like a, the Saints' biggest robber. Like, I don't. Like, I, I I choose the Falcons, Panthers, then the Bucks. Like I said, the Bucks are like, you know, their, their little brother. You know, that, that's what they remind me of. They, 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 they're, they're that little brother that, that, you know, that finally beat you in a game of basketball, horseshoes, uh, connect four, checkers. You know, like that. You know, but I, I mean, I appreciate it. Archangel is here, says, I'm here if we're winning or losing. And I got respect for this man. You know what I'm saying? This is one Falcon fan that I do have respect for. Because this man is in here, no matter what the record is, talking talking stuff. Okay? That, that's the true fan to me. Somebody that, that's, that's dealt through the good times and the bad. You know he up in this thing. You know, ticking off Saints fans. That that I can't respect. And that's one of the main reasons why when people tell me, you know, that's why when people tell me, like, man, why you why you you know get rid of them? Like, that's the reason, that's the real reason I don't. Anybody that's consistent, you know what I'm saying, with they petty, win or lose, they can roll here on the state of the same podcast. As long as you're consistent with it. I don't need and when I'm starting seeing new names and Tampa fans, you know what I'm saying, coming up that I've never seen before in my entire life, you know, I started like wondering, like kind of raised the people's eyebrow a little bit, you know what I'm saying, like what the hell going on here? Uh, but TJ, the harsh reality is uh, that if the Bucks win, they will have more Super Bowls than the Saints. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, you know, the clock is right, well, you know, it, what they say, a, a, a dead clock is right twice a day so you know that don't that don't mean that don't mean much you know as a as an overall franchise they still not very good i mean but we're not either but we're not the bucks uh if they get beat by the chiefs they're gonna go right back into hiding uh they better not lose and coming for their heads well i gotta feel like i hate to say it but i got a feeling they're gonna win I know I shouldn't say that, but I really got a feeling they're going to end up winning this Super Bowl. TJ always here, Bucks win or lose. Yeah, Bucks goal game always in here, man. Called the show a couple of times. I, like I said, I appreciate that. I got a feeling they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, though. I, I really do. Uh, Angela says, I'd like to see Jameis put a stop to his former team next year. I'll be smiling, eating W's, and getting out <laughs> and going out for crab legs <laughs> with him. <laughs> Well, I think a lot of people, you know, uh, want to see Jameis in the Saints uniform to see what he can do uh, in a full season. You know, I, I really do. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see uh, what Jameis Winston can do. But, you know, I don't want to see a whole bunch of interceptions in the process. Uh, Kimo says, I'm the type to keep uh, the pads where it's at. But where was Josh when we beat them Bucks 
like they stole our mama's purse. I don't know, man. I have to go back. I have to see if uh, J- Josh was on the show. Uh, Josh says, I donate to you and all TJ. Come on, bro. Yeah, Josh, I mean, you do donate to the show. I mean, you do donate, you know what I'm saying? And I do appreciate that. And I'm not just talking, you know what I'm saying, to you directly. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Tampa Bay fans in general, in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I just want to know where they was at. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you wouldn't with them shooting in the gym? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why wouldn't you with them through the bad times? And why was it? Why weren't you consistent with the with the petty? You know, like I'm talking about, man. Around this time last year, Tampa Bay fans humbly church mice, humbly church mice, hat in hand and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you rarely ever heard them say anything at all. But now it's like, oh man, we 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 out here, man. Y'all suck. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. That's like that's like the, the wine will clean up for one day. You put a suit on and, and look at you like you're a peasant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, dude, did, did we not just see you sleeping next to the, the side of this corner store uh, uh, yesterday? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just because you put some, uh, you know what I'm saying, some, some pomegranate on your head and, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> slick back your hair and put a new suit on, don't mean that we ain't just see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we know what you are. We know what you've been. Uh, it's Chief Nation. <laughs> Bucks call game respect. Yeah, Bucks call game always been here. I just don't like that the Bucks have trash talk on us now, especially if they win. They will have two Super Bowls to our one smack. No, man, this is a nightmare. Well, look, it happens. It happens when your team underachieves and another team goes all out and, and, and does whatever they have to do to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they went for broke. They signed one-year deals. They took chances on, on former star players. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They they went out there. You know what I'm saying? They built themselves a, a young defense. They got themselves one of the best defensive coordinators in football, a very decent up-and-coming, you know, at this time average, but he's still up-and-coming, offensive coordinator. So they, they took chances, and the Saints didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still up there with the same old song and dance, you know, can't get over the hump, bad play calling inconsistency at the offensive line position or inconsistency, you know what I'm saying? At the quarterback position from time to time, you know what I'm saying? Like not being able to uh, stretch the, stretch the field, you know, like that stuff important, man. Like you got to be able to stretch the field. Like sometimes, you know, those nip and tuck games can cost you, you know, because your inability to throw the ball, you know, down the field, you know, have separation versus your, your opponent keeping them in games so i don't know you know it's a combination of things i mean that's one thing i can't say about uh tampa man jason light did an outstanding job uh going for broke this man went to vegas put it all on black and you know what i'm saying he, he left the casino as a winner and i think sometimes you you have to do that you know you, you got to be able to take some chances and tampa did you know and i, I can't knock him for that you know a part of me, you know what I'm saying? But part of me is, you know, is, you know, I'm, you know, a part of me is really ticked off, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that we've had such great teams over the last couple of years and we got some T-shirts in the process, you know, some division championships, but it's not what we wanted. I guarantee you, man, if you ask any real diehard Saints fan, 
they will trade every last one of those division titles for a shot at the Super Bowl. We ain't even got to win, right? You know what I'm saying? How, how good would you have felt even if the Saints would have went to the Super Bowl? And, you know what I'm saying, even if they would have lost, you would have been like, you know, at least they went. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least, you know what I'm saying? At least they, they made it. But for you to, like, have all that talent, great coaching staff, all them wins and have nothing but a bunch of T-shirts to – I mean, that that's – that's depressing, man. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, that's frustrating, too. Inconsistency. Thank you very much for the $2. Says I'm always flexing on them saints. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do that. Uh, chosen. Thank you very much for 499. Says all them damn draft picks they got uh, from losing. They better be in the Super Bowl for 10 years of losing. Something got to change. <laughs> yeah, that is true, man. You know, if you, if you have a, a decent front office, you all like like look at the look at the Cleveland Browns. You know what I'm saying? Like all that losing finally paid off. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and you finally fixed your front office. Uh I think about the Arizona Cardinals back in the day, back in 2007. They went to the Super Bowl. I want to say 2007, 2008, something like that. You know, all that losing, if you if you if you hitting it out the park, if you hitting out the park, uh, you know what I'm saying, with the draft picks, it's, it's only a matter of time. And I'm not going to say that these guys are going to go back to the back of the line. I think that was a little bit too harsh of a take because they got some talent on that football team, man. They got some talent. So they're going to be contenders, you know what I'm saying, for the next couple of years. Now, you know, I think I think the division probably going to go back to Saints winning one, Falcons winning one, Panthers winning one. I, I think that's probably what it's going to be. Josh, you wearing the training, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Keep it, yeah. Keep it, uh, keep it classy up in here. <laughs> Nobody uh likes you, uh, not even TJ going cry. Well, look, I I won't say I don't like Josh. You know, I mean, look, I like I said, on at the same time, I understand it. Like, I don't expect for anybody to, you know, that's a fan of a team to come in and not want to rep for their team. But you know, I I just need I just I just need people to help me out here. You know, I, I just be wondering where that enthusiasm was at. You know, not Josh in particular, but just some of the things I've seen. You're right, TJ. Bucks fans were always quiet as house mice uh, up until recently. Uh, they always true bandwagon fans, and every NFL fan, including themselves, know it. Well, I don't even want to say that they're bandwagon fans. You know, I'm just saying, man, like there's a there was a level of embarrassment, right? You know what I'm saying? Because maybe your team wasn't winning and you were embarrassed by it. But now they're winning. Now all of a sudden you want to sit up here and, and, and brag and boast. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, man. Uh-uh. Like, like rep your team, win, lose, or draw. You know, like, like don't just be repping your team just because they winning. You know what I'm like, like have 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 that same type of energy, win, lose, or draw. That, that's all I'm saying. I, I just it's, it's hard for me to respect I- anybody that does that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they're just grandstands. And like I said, I don't. I'm not saying it, Josh. I know it ain't. I, I know you know what I'm saying. It ain't Bucks goal game. Like he he been here since the beginning. I'm talking about individuals that that just rep and and go hard, but just been like I said, just quiet. They ain't say nothing. TJ Truth, I believe this will be a pass of the Torch type Super Bowl 
hand for uh hand for a hand. Brady now is the first quarterback to bring a home team to a bowl in their hometown, but he will lose the bowl to Patrick Homeboy. Well, Dahoe Saint fan, look, this does remind me of some uh old Roman Reigns uh versus Undertaker WrestleMania type stuff right here. You know, Roman Reigns, the the next big dog, but you know what I'm saying? The 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 you know next big thing and 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 WWE and then you got the Undertaker on his way out and you know Undertaker lose and put all this stuff down in the ring and he was supposed to retire then but you know he didn't but that's kind of what this remind me of and you know also makes me wonder about the NFL but I digress maybe I, I mean I shouldn't say that but hey Everett uh, says I'm not going to make uh but we miss Latavius Murray and Taysom Hill in that divisional game I think we miss Taysom more than Latavius I think I think Taysom would have helped out tremendously I I think they could have did okay without Latavius because I think Ty Montgomery did okay Benson uh, used to question Sean Payton's play calling we need Gail and Mickey to do the same uh I don't want to say Tom Benson nah uh what's called Rita Rita Benson LeBlanc did her and Sean didn't get along at all you know what I'm saying? But Sean, like, the Saints at that particular time, like, man, I, I do miss Rita Benson LeBlanc. You know what I'm saying? I I, I hate that things kind of turned out the way that they did, you know, all that scandal. Y'all know what I'm talking about if, you, if you're following that, you know, like, uh, before Tom Benson died, you know, he basically uh, cut ties with his family, man, <laughs> and left the team to Gail. Because at that time, like, when he was in his older age, uh, Rita Benson LeBlanc, who is Tom Benson's uh, grand granddaughter uh she was actually running the day-to-day operations and and did a good job but at the same time she was like holding sean accountable man like and sean didn't really like her that much and neither did mickey loomis but you need that man like you don't you don't need a coach don't need to feel like they just too comfortable right you know what i'm saying because i feel like if they feel like they too comfortable that's when they're gonna start taking things for granted and uh you know maybe they be coaching lazy and because they feel like ah what they gonna do fire me i ain't going nowhere you know i just think that maybe gail benson is a little bit too buddy buddy uh with sean payton you know what i'm saying allow him to have too much freedom you know the inmates are pretty much running their asylum at this particular point but luckily you know what i'm saying sean payton has been generating success uh for the new orleans saints winning regular season games now I'm not on board with people talking about, well, if, you know, if this was some other team, if this was New York, Philadelphia, they would have got fired by now. Look, man, Sean Payton don't need to get fired. If Sean Payton get fired on Sunday, he going to have a job on Monday. I think people need to understand that and appreciate the coach that he is. But I do think sometimes he, he, he wouldn't, he takes chances that he wouldn't take if he had an owner that would put his foot to the fight. I think that, uh, that's something I, I, I always think that you always need that one person that that is going to push you. Right. They might tick you off in a process, but they're going to like they're going to bring something out of you that you probably didn't think that you had. You know, you need that. And um, I don't know, Sean, you know, what I'm saying like Sean Payton don't have that in the world. I think uh, he, he he feels like almost the sense like he owned the team. Uh, LG is thank you very much for 499 says the real question is will the Tampa gay yucks 
uh, fans go back into hiding after Brady leaves. Keep that same energy, boys. <laughs> well, LG is uh, can't say I, I, you know, I agree with the the Tampa gay yucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, got to show respect to the LGBT community out here. But uh, nevertheless, you know, I, I I understand what you're saying, man. You know, people frustrated about this. I, on the other hand, man, they did what they needed to do to make the Super Bowl. All I'm saying is I just think the Saints are better, and I stand by that. And I'm going to keep on saying that until I can't say it, say it no more. <clears throat> uh, Josh, thank you very much for the 99. Mind. Die Hard fan, we've been so trash. We didn't have a wagon to drive. <laughs> I found your channel this year, and I like what you do. So I subscribe. Keep it up. Still got to come talk my ish. Uh, we got bragging rights. Well, y'all definitely do have bragging rights right now. <clears throat> Can't knock you for that. And I appreciate you being here. I don't look, I don't, I don't, that's just not the way I roll, man. You know, people be wanting me to, you know, like I said, ban people and stuff like that, man. I, I just can't do it, you know. I mean, people just got that same level and enthusiasm for their teams, just like we have. So, you know, no one ain't like super disrespectful with it. I ain't gonna get rid of you, you know, as long as you like just ain't mad disrespectful with it. You know, some people I did have to block before when I went back, you know, because sometimes I can't read like the uh, all the comments. And sometimes I'll go back and, and look at my shows and look at some of the timelines and see some of the things that people have gotten blocked. You know, I don't like negative energy around me too much. You know, you got some people out here, you know, I, you know, they, they can bring your energy down. And, you know, I I, I try to rid myself of that type of stuff you know i'm even like i don't even want to give people a chance to like even like get a rise out of me to a point where i get out of my position and you know what I'm saying there was a time where i felt like i had to you know what i'm saying like and there was the time that i did but now if i see that and i just see you know i, I just wonder sometimes when people say things like where did it come from like is this like a, a legitimate criticism that you're trying to give me or is the fact that you're trying to bring my confidence in myself down? And if you're trying to do that, then I don't want that type of space around me. So I, I get rid of it. Did we not just see what Sean Payton did this season? Man, I know we didn't win at all, but what other team could have went this far with all that adversity? Exactly. Anybody that's talking about Sean Payton <laughs> need to go uh, uh, once again, uh, not a very smart tape, not very smart, not very smart at all for you to do something or say something like that. I just feel like uh, that guy's a great coach. I mean, for you to have, you know, all this type of stuff going on, and you still win 12 games, you to still be there in the end, a couple games away from having a one seed after you went without your Hall of Fame quarterback. After you went after your, uh, you know what I'm saying, your all-pro uh, offensive player, your wide receiver. Like, Saints went through so much adversity this year. Uh, that's, that's certain Bucks fans going to make you a rich man, TJ, with all those donations secure the bag, TJ Skrilla. <laughs> well, you know, I appreciate anybody that donated to the show, you know. But that's not the reason why, you know what I'm saying, I, I will – uh, you know, ask him to, to stay or whatever, you know, like, 
I mean, everybody, man, I'm not, I'm not driven by donations and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it helps the show. And you know what I'm saying? It does, you know what I'm saying? Help, help me. I'm not going to lie about that, but you know what I'm saying? That's not my driving force. And you know, I don't feel like that should be anybody's driving force. You know, it, you know, if you're doing a podcast or you're doing something like you shouldn't be like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I'm going, you know, I'm going to make so much money. Like you're going to something like that, then you're going into it for all the wrong reasons. I just like, I just like doing what I'm doing. I appreciate people taking a hard earned money to give me, you know what I'm saying? Anything, you know what I'm saying? A dollar, two dollars, nine, nine cent. I appreciate that. So thank y'all. And thank y'all for even being here for those that even that, that don't donate. I don't care. You know, like I appreciate you all being here as well. well. I think the Saints next year will still be a playoff team, but I think at least for the next uh, three to four, the Super Bowl expectations got to be lower. No, they shouldn't. You know, if you still got a, a good football coach, uh, you still got, you know, you still got your good core players. Why why shouldn't it, you have Super Bowl aspirations? You know, I, I get what I get what people saying. And I've heard, uh, you know, my good friend Mike Dettier talk about this. He, he was uh, talking about how, you know, Saints fans are spoiled. You know how, you know. Most of you, most of people, you know, what I'm saying, if you're young, like if you like in your mid twenties, or if you're like, shouts out to Gary, if you're like 16, like Gary is, who, uh, called the show a couple times, you know, you would know, you know, all you know is success from the Saints, right? You know, what I'm saying, like you didn't know anything else, like when when Jim Haslett was the head coach, or you know, what I'm saying, a uh, Jerry Donardo, or uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying, a uh, Mike Dicker, like you you wasn't even born yet, uh, you probably was crawling around on the floor somewhere looking at, you know what I'm saying, your, your dad or your mom lose their mind and wondering what the heck wrong with them, you know? Like, but, you know, I have an appreciation, uh, you know what I'm saying, for, for this coaching staff. I believe in them, you know? I, I, I believe in them. You have to protect your energy, TJ. You got, <laughs> you got vampires out here, fam. Yeah, man, uh, look. I definitely do that, man. Uh, shouts out to Chosen, man. Uh, Chosen, um, me and him talked yesterday, man. We probably talked about an hour, like hour or something like that. Chosen, man. Y'all know he be down in the chat. And you know what I'm saying? I was talking to him. And I, I told him, I said, you know, when you're trying to start something or build something, you might have a person out there that know that you're going to achieve great things. They can see the greatness in you. They can see the promise in you. And they still won't support you. Because they want to be that one person. They want to be that one person that stop you from reaching your full potential. In the back of their mind, they can, if they feel like I'm not going to hit light, or because, you know what I'm saying, I ain't about to, you know what I'm saying, I ain't about to support this. They see you shining and it hurts them to their to the core because they see the promise in you. They see, they see the anointing in you. You know what I'm saying? They see it all on you. They know that you chosen, no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like they 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 just won't support you because they just feel like, well, you know what I'm saying? I ain't about to I'm not about to support that because they know you good. Understand that, folks. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I tell people all the time, I was one of those people. I was one of those people that look for validation, right? Videos that I'm doing, I'm looking down there, how many people watched it, how many people commented. It wasn't until I, I, I rid myself of that mind frame that I start feeling free. Because when you do stuff like that. You're telling people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're basically making people 
what am I trying to say here? People are giving you your worth, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you're, 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 you're making people give you, you know what I'm saying, your value. If you was to ask yourself, like, how much are you worth? You'll say there's not an amount of money. There's not a, a, a possession that is worth more, right? So <clears throat> why is it that we're looking down at screens with likes and comments? Why is it that we're, we're discouraged when we have a passion to do something and we're not an overnight success? D don't hit your wagon to validation because, like I said, people will see greatness in you and they will want to be that one person that stops you from reaching your full potential. Stop, you know, so rid yourself of those people. Like, seriously, if, if a person is not supporting you, is not showing you the type of love and only around when, you know, when everybody's coming at you, right? And I noticed that, you know, there's some people that if I say like a controversial take and maybe the majority of people would say, oh, man, you crazy, T TJ, you know what I'm saying? You tripping, you tripping, you tripping. Now, all of a sudden, you'll see them same little people, you know what I'm saying, that come through. But when you have, like, accomplishments, like, oh, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, there was a great show today, and everybody's talking about how great the show is, they're nowhere to be found. Some people will be a front row center to your execution, you know what I'm saying, but they, they, they won't be there to congratulate you in the front row, you know what I'm saying, there'll be nowhere to be found. Keep that in mind, you know, just want to let everybody know that. James Jones, he'll go back to hiding when the Bucks lose. Uh, <coughs> what talking about? Uh, who we talking about? You talking about the wide receiver, James Jones? Superstar says, "What's good, TJ?" Y'all said, "Slant boy, first game of career, zero catches, clamps boy." And also, you got to remember, Josh, two surgeries that he got to get to, man. Wide receivers always playing the diva. It would be refreshing to see them just play the game. Well, why is the guy a diva? You know what I'm saying? Like, wh why is he a diva? Let's see, that's the thing. Like, offensive linemen get mad, won't fight, no problem. Running backs want to fight, no problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, wide receivers, they got this stigma of being divas because of people like Steve Smith Sr. and, and T.O. and Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have this stigma, right, because of those guys. If these guys speak their minds, they divas. But you have other people around here like Jason Kelsey, who was an offensive line. He speak his mind, he get applauded. JJ White speak his mind about the direction of the Houston Texans, and he get applauded. Michael Thomas says what everybody in the Who That Nation mostly say, and all of a sudden he a diva. I, there's something wrong with that that mind frame. You know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes we have to ask ourselves why. Why do we think the way that we do? Like, is it something that was programmed inside of us? Or are we li really looking at this objectively? Because there's a lot of great players out there, man, who, who speak their mind about the organization. And people will say that they're throwing their organization under the bus. But we will say, we'll, we'll applaud and we'll clap for that person because we will feel like they stood up for themselves and they, they, spe they speak in the truth. But when it's against our own best interests, and we love ourselves some Drew Brees, don't we? We love them. We love Drew Brees, right? So he's talking about somebody that we love and admire. So he's a bad guy. Right, we got to keep that. We got to keep it consistent here, folks. Uh, hey, Lattimore owns Evans. That's okay. 
Tom Brady's slant boy got clamped. I don't understand the whole slant boy concept. How is it that we can sit up here and, and say that Drew Brees can't really throw the ball over anybody's heads? But we talk about uh, Michael Thomas running slant routes. So that means if he wasn't running slant routes, that means he'll never get the ball, right? Because most of the passes are, like, close to the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a ten, a, a, within 10 yards. So how can we how can we sit up here and, and say that? And I, I would encourage anybody to go back and look at Michael Thomas when he first got to the National Football League. This guy was catching balls down the field, deep posts. He was, you know what I'm saying, taking the top off. You know what I'm saying? The defense, you know what I'm saying? When Drew Brees was actually throwing the ball over people's heads. So maybe he's running slam routes because that's the, you know, First off, that you know what I'm saying, I, I would I don't have a problem with that. If you're calling a guy a slant boy, right? If he's known for running slants and yet this man still get production, I mean that just shows you how great he is. So I would actually take that as a badge of honor. Like all you do is run slants. Well, stop me from running slants, and then I won't have to run slants. But if I'm if I'm having about 12 catches, 120 yards, and all I ran was slants, and your your best cornerback can't stop me. What that say about your squad? That's all I'm saying, you know. But we'll see, man. We'll see when the Saints get a, a quarterback that can make all the throws. You know, now you know a, a younger guy who can, you know, what I'm saying, go out there throw the ball down the field. We'll see what he can do then. Then I, I feel like you can't just judge a guy because I feel like that's um, that's not fair to him. That's not fair. You know what I'm saying? How can we sit up here? They have to understand about Drew Brees, but we we clown Michael Thomas for, you know, for that. I mean, basically, if he is running slants, it's based off Drew Brees' limitations. So that's that's the way I see it. Michael Thomas can do it all in the slot or deep. He is in one dimension. Yeah, but like I said, uh, DLP, if you, if you have a quarterback that is limited, what else is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to run? Uh okay, James Jones. Hey TJ, who will our secondary coach uh be now since Glenn gone? <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure who our secondary coach would be. Uh, I don't know if the Saints gonna uh, hide from within. I don't know if they're gonna move up the uh the coach that they got from Maryland. I can't think his name. His name escapes me. So I don't know if they want to move him into that position or the Saints want to go out here and get someone else. You know. I would I would try to get uh, Chris Richard on my staff. I don't know if any, you know I don't I don't understand it. Like I really don't. You know what I'm saying? Chris Richard would be on my on my list. Uh, it, it's sad that this guy hasn't got no phone calls or I haven't heard anything about Chris Richard. This guy hasn't gotten any opportunities to be a coordinator. Let, I mean, unless something happened within the last 24 hours, but Chris Richard would be on my list. Uh, you know, the fact that he ain't getting no uh, calls about DCs or anything like that and, and wasn't in the league at all last year, which was mind-boggling, I would actually call him up to see because this this is what I would do. You know, I would definitely put Chris Richard on my staff because the way things are going, if the Saints have a, another decent defense, uh, above-average defense like they did last year, I can see Dennis Allen leaving, coaching some other team. So I feel like if Dennis Allen was to leave, you can easily put Chris Richard in his place. And I think that you will actually get uh, production. You'll get yourself a, a young, innovative defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, you'll have him on the staff. 
because I feel like uh, nobody, nobody really, you know, what I'm saying calling for Chris Richard. So I'm pretty sure if you reach out to him, maybe he'll want to coach special teams. You know, he has been, he's been out the league. So that would be my first choice. You're a good coach. Uh, Owen, thank you very much for the $2. Says Seahawks fans here. Love your show, man. Yeah, man. Shouts out to the Seattle Seahawks, man. Like everybody know, you know, Russell Wilson is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. Uh, this guy is incredible. You know, uh, I, I love seeing the Seahawks play. Love rooting for Russell Wilson, man. Good quarterback. Good human being overall, you know. And I appreciate you being here, Owen. Thank you so much, man. I'm going to read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. DLP said Chris Richard. Yep, that, that's that's definitely who I would select. That would be my number one choice. I, I just don't understand why that guy ain't, ain't in the league on somebody coaching staff. I mean, what the heck going on here? King Arthur said, TJ, all these slant boy comments are coming from people who have never played receiver. If they did, they'll know a slant is the hardest route to run because of the the corner's advantage of being up close. Yeah, basically. It's, it's a hard route to run. You're getting jammed up. You know what I'm saying? You basically have to use your feet and, and, your, and your hands, and, and you know what I'm saying, and, and, and your strength, you know what I'm saying, in order to get separation. So, uh, system receiver, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. And, you know, I don't think he's a system receiver at all. You know, I, I think that he would thrive in no matter wh- where he goes. You good, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not like, you know, this is not like, okay, we want you to run a streak route. If you want to talk about a system receiver, um, I would say Deontay Harris at this point was a system receiver. Uh, Traquan Smith is a system receiver. Uh, if you want to go a little further back, uh, you know, Joe, Joseph Morgan was a system receiver. Devery Henderson was a system receiver. Robert Meacham uh, was a system receiver. Uh, you can't say that about a guy who led the league in receptions, yards. You know what I'm saying? More kept. Now nah, you can't. Now nah, you can't say that about a guy like that. You know, you can even argue to say that Marcus Colston was a system receiver. You know, but I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't put Michael Thomas in that category. I just wouldn't. I think that. Uh, I think that he's not a system receiver. I think he would be doing this no matter who he played for. Damien uh, said, Y2J on the uh, next episode, TJ. Uh, nah, nah, I'm, I'm going to say the Y2J. I'm going to say the Y2J. Uh, man, uh, this this one right here, man, is going to be a little controversial. Uh, this is going to be a controversial episode. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and release it since uh, Damien said this. Uh, episode five of TJ Knows Wrestling, we're going to be focusing – on Chris Benoit. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be focusing on uh, Chris Benoit on this episode, man. We're going to be talking about uh, Chris Benoit. Everybody know he's a controversial figure, but uh, nevertheless, man, he was one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. So we're going to be talking, we're going to be focusing on Chris Benoit, man, on, on this episode and, you know, answering a, a few questions about, you know, about him and you know, I'm going to be giving my thoughts about, you know, how I feel about him overall. So if you're a wrestling fan, episode five going to be about the Canadian crippler, Chris Benoit. TJ, TJ knows wrestling podcast. Y'all check it out, man. Y'all, y'all subscribe for all my wrestling fans out there. Damn, you're still running your mouth. And <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, 
I don't think that was for me. <laughs> Man, that was awkward. Uh, Trevor says, what's going on, TJ? It's your boy, Trevor the Great. Uh, what's been up with Cam Jordan this season? Um, I don't know, man. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, he's he a little older, a little slower, you know. Or maybe he was dealing with something. We, we don't know. Professor uh, says, TJ, you don't have to explain nothing to Bucks fans when Evan been on lock since 2018. And uh, he stayed uh, crying, old soft little boy. Mike going ball out. And um, uh, next year, he liked this heat. Yeah, man. Look, <laughs> it was funny, like, in a divisional round, he finally caught a touchdown on uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And he up there like he won the Super Bowl. I'm like, man, that three-yard touchdown and didn't catch nothing else after that, you know. To say that Marshawn Lattimore gets the best of that matchup, and I, honestly, I, I think that it wouldn't even be that way if it didn't happen, what didn't happen back in 2017. The fact that uh, I think, <laughs> I had it crazy enough, it was because of Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston uh, pokes Marshawn Lattimore uh, in the back of the head. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Marshawn Lattimore turns around to retaliate, and Mike Evans just comes in and blasts him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was dangerous, though. Like, he could have easily, like, seriously injured that dude. So I think he take it personal, man. I think he uh talk about taking bread out of dude's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like you taking bread out of my mouth. You messing with my livelihood hitting me like that. Uh Damien, thank you very much, man, for, for the $49.99. Says us Saints fans appreciate the show. It's still who that nation up on here. Man, thank you so much, man, for for the $49.99. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for donating and Man, I appreciate y'all too, man. I, I I thank y'all for bearing with me, you know what I'm saying, supporting me, helping me, um, you know, helping me make the show a success. And I really enjoy doing it. No doubt about it, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Elmo says, how many wins Buccaneers have overall out of uh, every team in the NFL? Well, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure about that. All I know is these dudes in the Super Bowl can't knock them for that, all right? But like, at the same time, I, like, I stand by my statement. I'm going to sit there in the Super Bowl, but I still think the Saints were better. But at this particular point, it, it, it's pretty much pointless even to say. All these Buck fans chant that they finally beat a 42-year-old quarterback with every injury in the book and a top-tier receiver who is getting two all-season surgeries. Keep that same energy, Bucks. Uh, like I said, they just caught the Saints at a at the right time, you know. Like I said, man, I can't even I can't knock them. You know what I'm saying? Like they did what they needed to do to get where they needed to be. All right, controversy or not, you know what I'm saying? They they did they they did what they needed to do. They made the plays. Uh, Keenan, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says honestly, TJ Tampa could do nothing with our defense when having to go sixty plus yards for a drive. We gave the game away. With turnovers and penalties. Yep. And short field position. Short field position was key in this game, King Arthur. Thank you very much for the five dollars, man. Casey says, TJ, you know you're doing something right when people get bummed when you close out the show. <laughs> uh, Casey, hey man, I, I can do this. You know, I can do this all day, man. But look, I got uh, you know, it, it's uh 327 uh right as of right now. Uh, here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I gotta go pick packs up from daycare. Okay, and so you know, I gotta, I gotta attend uh, to my fatherly duties. You know, what I'm saying taking care of the packy man, and um, so 
that's the reason why man i definitely can do this all day i enjoy it i enjoy the the commentary man i i enjoy the commentary uh i'm a denver broncos fan to be honest t time i appreciate it look at this man we got bronco fans in here we got seahawk fans wow bucks fans falcon fans wow this is it's crazy man you know to, to have the, the different fan bases in there i, I appreciate this thank y'all like you know this is you know this is a you know a sports podcast focused on the saints but we definitely interact you know we talk you know we talk about uh, saints football we talk you know we might have a topic that we start off with i start you know the chat takes on a life of its own you know so if you have questions about your team feel free to comment you know uh, uh, ask the question you know i'm pretty well-rounded you know when it comes to like other nfl teams as well and you can also uh check out the state of the game podcast as well when we do talk about uh other sports okay but we i think we need to uh, go ahead and talk about what the heck going on with the pelicans my goodness what is going on man stan van gundy get it together my friend too much talent on that squad jump tube says you know buckles locker room yeah yeah i know buckles man um I was supposed to, man, I was supposed to be on the show. I told him that I was going to call in, man. I, I was working at night. I hope you don't think I'm avoiding him because, you know, the Saints lost. I don't want him to think that. I really don't, man. He does an outstanding job over there. Uh, and a lot of people say that, you know what I'm saying, like he, you know, I want, from what I see, you know what I'm saying, he's a very objective uh, Bucks fan. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I I can have an appreciation for this guy being happy that his team won. You know, I, I have an appreciation for people that can that can criticize their team, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and still have love for him. So, yeah, I definitely know who he is. He does a a great job. TJ, would you resign Jared Cook? Uh, nah. <laughs> nah, sir. No, 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 not at all. Old dude from team, keep it clean from Baltimore. Uh, being showing us Saints fan love too, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, Bucks fans. Uh, we have some Eagle fans in here. Uh, like Denver Bronco fans. Uh, Detroit Lion fan was uh on on the show uh on the last time. I mean, maybe because we we're talking about Matthew Stafford, but he said he subscribed. So I mean, this is this is pretty dope stuff here, man. That you can uh be focused on your uh you know hometown team which uh i'm originally from new orleans and we can still have people that come in from other teams and still enjoy the content so that that part right there is that makes this show even uh more great doing you know what i'm saying like it, it makes it much better you know that we have other people that come in and, and join in and i appreciate that one of them does uh don't know his name uh, <laughs> Uh, team, keep it clean. That boy blocked me. Oh, <laughs> uh, who, who blocked you, man? Who blocked? You? <laughs> uh, let's see who went in the Super Bowl. I think, man, look, it only surprised me a Tampa win. Okay, I don't have a dog in the fight. You know, no, no pun intended. No, no disrespect to all my Peter people out there, but now nah, I don't. I really, I really don't. You know, I, I, I don't know, but I do have a feeling that the Bucks gonna end up winning. Owen, uh, thank you very much, says, if money wasn't an issue, who would you want the next Saints quarterback to be rather in the league or in the draft? Um, let's see. if Who would I want to be the Saints' uh, next quarterback? If I had a choice, Trevor Lawrence, you know, 
out of everybody, I would I would I would pick Trevor Lawrence. I would pick Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence gives you longevity. You know what I'm saying? Trevor Lawrence can grow into being an elite quarterback. Uh notice I didn't say Matthew Stafford, who I, I really love, Aaron Rodgers, who I really appreciate, but look. I'm talking about team building. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at it from a team building standpoint. And any one of those guys, I mean, how much success are you actually going to get, right? You know what I'm saying? Who, who are you going to get, right? Like if you get Aaron Rodgers, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to be about 37 at the beginning of the next season. So what you're going to get about three or four years of production out of him? Uh, Matthew Stafford, you know what I'm saying? He's 33. So who, who knows how long he's going to play? You might get about six or seven years. But if you get somebody like Trevor Lawrence, you're looking at about – 15 16 years of production here you know what i'm saying and you know i just think that you can actually you know build around that so i'm looking at it from a team building standpoint not so much about a win now standpoint because if he has all the tools like everybody's saying that he does then you know the i mean the proof is going to be in the pudding so i will roll with trevor lawrence but if I would just, you know, if I didn't look at a young guy, then I would have to choose Aaron Rodgers. You know, I would choose Aaron Rodgers over Matthew Stafford, even though I like Matthew Stafford a lot. Um, we'll take two more. Miles says, uh, no WTF. I've been here as a Saints fan all season long and my whole life. Well, glad to know that you're a Saints fan. <laughs> glad to know that. Uh, Damien says the Pelican really lacking on guard play. Oh, my goodness, man. What What is going on with Lonzo this year, man? What's going on with him? I, 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 I don't know. Need him to play better. I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's taking Stan Van Gundy a while for his system to develop. Stan Van Gundy usually does really good at, uh, you know, building teams and doing more with less. Uh, I never forget when he brought the Orlando Magic to the NBA Finals. It was just the White Howard and a bunch of different characters. I mean, what you had Jameer Nelson out there. You had uh, Asian Hito Turkaloo. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else you had? Uh, man, what's your boy name? Uh, Rashad Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was, uh, you know, that, that they was basically out there with some with some role players. And they went to the NBA Finals. So, I, I think he can get it done. You know? But, you know, I think he's better than Alvin Gentry, I can tell you that. You know, I just think that, uh, I don't know, I got I got to see more. I got to see more. Got to see more. I don't want to end with a Pelican question, man. That's depressing me, man. Somebody somebody, somebody, leave us with some heat. Somebody give me a good question, all right? I don't want to like, talk about the Pelicans depressing me right now. <laughs> Let's see. Stafford is so overrated. Um, I so hope we pass on him and let Winston take over the team. I don't think he's overrated, Tragic. Um, I, I don't think I don't think he's uh overrated. I just think that he was in a system. <laughs> I just think that he was in a system that that wasn't good. I mean, come on, man. Like, why are we acting like the Detroit Lions have not been a, 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 a football purgatory over the past 25 years? You know, Barry Sanders decided to retire early. Uh Megatron decided to retire early and you know they have absolutely no identity man like it's like the Ford family just be looking at TV and they're like oh you know the Patriots won a Super Bowl that's, that's what we need we need to be the Patriots and all of a sudden that don't work you know now it seems like oh well 
now they're trying to be the Saints. You know, you know they got Saints coaches, and you know now you're trying to bring a Saints mind frame up there. I'm like, come on, man, what is we doing here? You know, have your own identity. And I just feel like when when teams don't have their own identity, it's just a recipe for disaster. And um, you know, I just think that that guy just needs a change of scenery. God needs him, you know, somewhere he can have an opportunity to win. Like seriously, man. Like I think the the biggest Detroit Lions fan would tell you, like it go into the season with very low expectations. You know, anything over eight eight wins is a you know what I'm saying is a, a winning season to them. And that's that's not the kind of culture you want to have. You know, I, like I said, we take things for granted because we we have these prediction shows at the beginning of the season. We like. Or oh, the Saints gonna go eleven and five, or the Saints gonna go twelve and four, thirteen and three. We take that for granted. All teams don't really have those those type of expectations, and the Detroit Lions they have not. So I, I never understood that, man. Like I look at people like Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith, you know, like like guys that that had like all the tools to be successful NFL quarterbacks, but they they just were playing behind the eight ball. And now these guys look over, you know what I'm saying, look back and they on the other side of 30 and you wonder what, what was your youth? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did all the time go? So I just think I want to see Matthew Stafford on a winning team. That, that's what I want to see. And then we can criticize him accordingly. If he if he's on a team where all the pieces are in place, let's just say, for example, if he ended up going to the Colts, right? Colts, good playoff team, young, young, scrappy team, good running game, solid defense. And he goes out there, you know what I'm saying? Let's see what he can do in a, an environment like that versus an environment where the Detroit Lions, like, come on, man. And CT Crusher, thank you very much for the $2 says, crush that like for a big homie. Now, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for the $2. Uh, yeah, make sure y'all hit the like button, like and share these videos, man. This has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Also, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. And check out all the other podcasts, man. TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast that's available on YouTube. Uh, The State of the Game Podcast that's available on YouTube. And also follow those uh, uh, Facebook uh, pages as well. There's a Facebook page for TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast as well as The State of the Game. And also previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, keep those topics coming, man. Thank y'all so much, man. Shouts out to Kim. Shouts out to Casey. Uh, shouts out to Chemo. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Chosen. Man, so many people uh, consistently uh, send me stuff, man. They're always constantly sending me topics and questions that they want to talk about on the show, you know, different things, that how they feel. Man, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you all for investing in me. I really do. You know what I'm saying? Like for you all to send me questions and take time out your day to express how you feel. And also like, you know, want to hear my perspective on certain topics that, that you find interesting. I appreciate that. And, and sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I won't have an opportunity to reply, but I do check out, check them out and I do read them, man. So keep the topics coming, you know, a lot of you play a very important role in, in some of the topics that I select for the show. So keep them coming, man. You know, inbox me, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, state of the Saints at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at State of Saints. Keep them coming, man. I really do appreciate it. You all have a great and productive 
evening, morning, night, whenever you're watching this podcast. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>